One of the many mitzvahs we have to be able to fulfill on the night of the Seder is the mitzvah of Sipu Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we're retelling, re-experiencing the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Um, and because the Seder is celebrated in the privacy of people's own homes, uh, sometimes the halachic uh, scrutiny that we would apply to other uh, mitzvahs doesn't uh, carry over to the uh, way that sometimes people uh, end up fulfilling the mitzvahs at home, particularly as it relates to the Seder, where there's many family customs and things evolve over time. Um, and sometimes in an earnest effort, and very laudable effort, to include everyone in the Haggadah and make them feel part of the Seder, so sometimes there will be those who will delegate part of the reading of the Haggadah um, to others who might be present at the Seder in order to help them feel involved and to feel that and enable them to participate in a substantive way. What I want to discuss is uh, today, this morning, is can one fulfill the mitzvah CPC is described by hearing the Haggadah being read by somebody else. If you delegate it to somebody else who is going to read it around the Seder table and you're not going to read it yourself, can you fulfill the mitzvah of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim um, by doing so? There are some who have that custom, um, that practice, and is that, is, that, is that acceptable? So just in order to um, frame the discussion, we first have to take a step back um, and recognize that, of course, there are two separate mitzvahs that both appear in Parashas Bay over here, Ois Aleph. One is the mitzvah, the daily mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Zechir Sayyom Azeh Asher Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, with the Pasuk Oman Tizkar, Siyom Tzeskom Eres Mitzrayim, Kol Yimei Chayecha, the Pasuk to remember, the mitzvah to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim uh, every day. And then there is the mitzvah of Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which is unique to the night of the Seder. That's the other Pasuk there in Parashas Boi, Vigadatul Abincha, by Yom HaHuleymar. The Mishnah Mesechtas Brachis, which actually we're familiar with, of course, from the Haggadah, discusses not the unique mitzvah to the night of the Seder of Sipi Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but rather the daily mitzvah of Zechir Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and Sayyid Tzimachlekes, which we're familiar with, between Ben Zoyma and the Chachamim. The opinion of Ben Zoyma is that one is obligated to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim not only uh, once a day, but actually twice a day, once in the morning, and again at night. Um, comes to include the night. The Chachamim disagree. With Ben Zayim, and they feel you only have to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim once a day. Why then does the Pasuk say, all the days of your life, Lahavi, Limois HaMashiach? So Ben Zoma disagrees on two points. Ben Zoma feels the mitzvah of Zechiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim will not exist, Limois HaMashiach, it only exists now, and it's not once a day, it's um, twice a day. Why will the mitzvah of Zechiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim not exist? That the Haggadah does not explain, but here the Gemara and Mesechta's Brachas fills in that it's because um, the Ben Zayma believes that La Sedlava, we're going the, the Nisim of the Gula Sida, the final redemption will show, so overshadow the Nisim of the place at, uh, at Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that we won't have the need to mention it every day because uh, we're going to, instead of be talking about those Nisim, we're going to be talking about the Nisim of uh, the Geula Hasida. And therefore, Ben Zoma feels that the mitzvah of Zechir Mitzrayim only applies now, will not apply the Moise Mashiach. We actually paskin like Ben Zoma. Our opinion, we not like the Chachamim, that the mitzvah of Zechir Mitzrayim applies once in the morning and again at night. We fulfill that in the third parsha of Kriyashma. That's why we name the third parsha of Kriyashma not only during the day, when it talks about Tzitzis and the mitzvah of Tzitzis applies during the day, but even at night when there is no mitzvah of Tzitzis, not to remind ourselves of the mitzvah of Tzitzis, but to remind ourselves to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We also pass in therefore, that the mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim will not apply, lost the love of it. It only exists now. Some say 
that uh, according to the name of Reb Chaim, that it's for that reason that the um, uh, the Rambam in the Sefer Mitzvahs does not bring the mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzias Mitzrayim. Over here, Ois Gimel, the Rambam in the Sefer Mitzvahs counts the mitzvah of Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim, which is unique to the night of the Seder. Um, but he does not, he fails to count, omits the mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzias Mitzrayim, which of course, you know, is a great curiosity. We fulfill this mitzvah once in the morning, again at night, it's based on Sukkim. Why does the Rambam not cite it in the Minyan HaMitzvahs, in his official count of the mitzvahs? So he explained it in the name of Rav Chaim, because the Rambam told us before he started counting the mitzvahs what some of the rules are going to be for counting mitzvahs in the Sharoshim, in the Klolim, in the rules. The Rambam there states that any mitzvah that uh, has an expiration date, any mitzvah that is not eternal, that will not apply, the Moise Mashiach, he's not going to count. And this mitzvah, since the Chirish Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim does not apply, the Moise Mashiach, according to Ben Zoyma, therefore the Rambam uh, omits it from his count, from his Minin HaMitzvahs. It is another curiosity, why is it that this Mishnah, which has to do with Zechira Sitzias Mitzrayim, is mentioned in the Haggadah at all? It's one of the classical questions of the Night of the Seder. Why is this Mishnah dispute uh, in Brachis, why is this Mishnah in Brachis, the dispute between Ben and the mentioned in the middle of our discussion of Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim, which is a unique mitzvah to the Night of the Seder. Why do we mingle that with a Mishnah that is really a separate topic, which is ostensibly a separate topic, that of Zechira Sitzias Mitzrayim, which is on a daily basis. But in order to answer that question, we probably have to also understand what exactly is the difference, which is a question which is raised by the Menchasrinoch, by the Yisimus and his Haggad and the Maizanisim. Um, what exactly is the difference between the daily mitzvah of Zechira Sitzias Mitzrayim and the mitzvah that's once a year, the night of the Seder of Sipri Yitzias Mitzrayim? So they say, um, and the Talmidim of Reb Chaim over here in the Emek Bracha, that's a Bari Pamaramchik or Isdal, one of the main Talmidim of the Briskarov, and it's quoted in other sources as well. Record the Reb Chaim before he began the Seder, before he began Magid, used to announce what are the three differences of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which they're about to fulfill on the night of the Seder, that is different, that is, you know, more than is required for Zechiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on a, on, a, on a daily basis. So Reb Chaim used to explain that there are three differences. One difference is, by Zechiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it's good enough if I remember it to myself. You know, uh, I, I remind myself of the Yitzhiyah from Mitzrayim. Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, you have to, it's best to have an audience. And to do so, not just, you know, in a, in, 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 you know that I explained, but it should be derech she'i tshuva. There should be question and answer. So it's not just the personal remembrance. It's supposed to be a conversation, ideally, between others. The second difference is, Rebchaim explains, the chiris yitzis mitzrayim is just to remember the bottom line. That we, you know, Kodesh took us out of mitzrayim. That's all we have to do on a daily basis. Sipri yitzis mitzrayim, at the night of the Seder, you have to do the whole hishtalshul sadvarim. The whole mask of bignus and messiah bishvach. We begin with the... You know, with the, with, with the difficulty, and then we end with the celebration and the rejoicing and the salvation. But we have to go through the whole Hishtalzul Sadvarim, the whole evolution of the uh, Yitzhiya from Mitzrayim, as opposed to just the bottom line, which is the Chiris Yitzhiya from Mitzrayim. The third difference is that the night of the Seder, you have to remember not only that a Kaddish took us out of Mitzrayim, but the reasons for the mitzvahs. As Rabbi told us, you have to say, you know, the reasons for the Matzah, the reasons for the Mara and the reason for the carbon Pesach. Without that, well, Yatsi Yadei Chayvasa. See, in order to fulfill CPT Mitzrayim, you also have to remember the reasons for the mitzvahs. Rav Salvechik and his Haggadah over here, Oisei, added a fourth um, difference between CPT Mitzrayim and Zechir Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, and that is that the night of the Seder, we also have to give Halavah Not only do we remind ourselves that Kaddish Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim, but we praise that Kaddish Baruch Hu for taking us out of Mitzrayim, and that's why Halal is, of course, an uh, integral part of the story of, of leaving Mitzrayim. The Briskarov in his Haggadah is the fifth difference between Sifu Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, 
And then I said, it's a Chiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And Sipa Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim includes not only reminding ourselves that Kaddish Baruch who took us out of Mitzrayim, but also learning the Halachas of Pesach. Learning the Halachas of Pesach is also a fulfillment of the mitzvah of Sipa Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And he brings a riot to this from a Toisefta. Toisefta over here. Oizvav says, Chayv Adam Lasek Behilchas HaPesach Kol Halayla. Person is obligated to learn Hilchas Pesach the entire night. And the uh, Tosefta goes on to tell, Maisa Rebbe Gamliel over Zakanim. Now, that's not exactly the same as the Maisa we have in our Haggadah, where they were at Rebbe Kiva's house in Bnei Brak, where Maisa Rebbe Gamliel over Zakanim, Shalim Asumah Beis Baistos, Ben Zona Belud, Vahayu Oiskin Behilchas HaPesach Kohalayla. They were learning Hilchas Pesach the entire night. Now, the, uh, the Goin, in his Girsa of this Tosefta, in his version of this Tosefta, Changes the language. Not Chayv Adam Lasik Behilchos Pesach, but Chayv Adam Lasaper Beitzias Mitzrayim, which makes this Tosefta inconsequential. Okay, so you're supposed to talk about Beitzias Mitzrayim all, all, all the night. We have many other sources that reflect that view, but the way that we have the text of the Tosefta is Chayv Adam Lasik Behilchos Pesach the entire night. So Briskarov claimed that part of the Sipur uh, Beitzias Mitzrayim includes. Um, talking about the halachas of Pesach. That's apparent, by the way, from our answer to the Chacham. The Chacham asks, you know, his question, and we respond to him, uh, and we tell him all the halachas of Pesach from the beginning of the Mesechah all the way to the end, that why are we talking halacha with the Chacham? The answer is because the learning halachas is itself a fulfillment of Sipur, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Learning Torah, all the different different Torah that people bring is a fulfillment of, um, even though it's not necessarily some of the details of the story of how we got out, Hilchus Pesach is a fulfillment of Sipi Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That's probably the Briskarov claims is a pshat in that story that the Haggadah talks about of the mice of the Tanon that were at Rebbe Kifa's house in B'nai Brak and they were learning or talking about Sipi Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim all the way until the morning until they told him that he gives my Kriyash Moshe Shachos. What are they talking about the whole night? How many different stories and details of the Exodus can they bring up that have kept them busy all the way till Shabbos? They were interrupted in the middle of a sentence. So Bishkov explains they were learning Hilchos Pesach. And Hilchos Pesach is also a fulfillment of Sipi Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, kind of echoing or walking you know, in the footsteps of this uh, Tosefta. Learning Hilchos Pesach is also a fulfillment of Sipi Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The Ari Pamaramchik over here in the Amic Bracha claims that it's exactly for this reason that the Haggadah brings up the Mishnah of Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on a daily basis in the midst of the Haggadah, which is Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and it's a different Mitzvah with all of its different other requirements and details. Um, why? Because to highlight the difference, they don't think that what we're doing tonight is the same that Ben Zoyim and the Chachamim are arguing about in that mission, which is the mitzvah of Zechiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Tonight is an entirely different mitzvah with all of these other requirements. It could be that all five of these distinctions that the Achreinim bring up between Zechiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on a daily basis and Sipi Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that's unique to the Leil Seder all revolve around one theme. That it's thematically different. Sipa Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim fundamentally is different than Zechiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. In what way? Sipa Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is not just to remember that Kodesh Bakal took us out of Mitzrayim, which is what Zechiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on a daily basis is about. This is a mitzvah to re-experience Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim ourselves. That was, we all know the Gemara tells us, On the night of the Seder, a person is supposed to envision himself as if he left Mitzrayim. And the Rambam adjusts the language of the Gemara slightly. What gave him license to do so is another time. But the Rambam changes it to, A person has to demonstrate, as if to act it out, as if he just left Mitzrayim. Why? Because it's not just a mitzvah to remember it, it's a mitzvah to re-experience it. And therefore, in re-experiencing it, you have to engage yourself in doing these kind of physical demonstrations 
of, of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. If that's the case, that we're meant to re-experience Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim, then all of the differences now make a lot of sense. It's not just a mitzvah to, you know, talk, remind myself that I left Mitzrayim. I have to talk about it with others. When something just happened, that's a traumatic experience, or that's a monumental experience, people are not just satisfied thinking about it in their armchair. They want to talk to other people about it. They have to get it off their chest. And I don't want to just tell you the bottom line. Sometimes we wish people would get to the bottom line of the stories that they're telling us, but oftentimes they have to tell us, no, this one said this one, and that one said this, and then this, and then that. And they have to get into the reasons of why they did it, the reasons for all the mitzvahs. We did this because of that. We did this because of this. We can't just get to the bottom line. And we understand why this halabah you have to praise the Kaddish Baruch Hu. What happened? Because it just happened. It's not something we're talking about in the past. You don't praise people for things that are talking. You know, we just remind ourselves of history. We don't necessarily praise the Kaddish Baruch Hu every time we read history, but when it just happened. So that's something we're going to have to give halabah to the Kaddish Baruch Hu about. And even the learning the halachas itself was embedded in the story or in the experience of um, Yetzirah Mitzrayim. The Pasuk tells us in Parsha Shmois, They made their lives difficult with the bitterness of the labor, um, with bricks and with mortar. It says the Zayar HaKadosh comments, it's a well-known comment of the Zayar HaKadosh, that Chaymer, um, cement, refers to Kalvo Chaymer, and Levainim, bricks, refers to Libun Halacha, clarifying Halacha. What does clarifying Halacha and Kalvo Chaymer have to do with the Avoida, with, uh, with the slavery in, in Mitzrayim? So many explain. You'll find it in many Achraim. They all quote in the name of somebody else, but it's the same shot. And that is that, um, that we know Shevet Levi was excluded from the physical labor in Mitzrayim. So how did Shevet Levi fulfill, right, Moshe and Aaron are going in and out of the palace of Pharaoh because they, they they're, not, they're not slaves. So how, how did they fulfill the Brisbane Absarim uh, that Akash Baruch Hu made a deal with Avram Avinu back in Parashat Zlechachah, that Kigeri Yezarecha, Be'eres Le'i Lehem, Va'avodim Ve'inu Oisim, Ha'arboa Me'oshana. How did they, how did Sheva Levi fulfill the, that Gzeira, uh, or that, you know, that, 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 that Baruch Hu informed Avram Avinu about. So they all explained that Sheva Levi fulfilled that Gzeira in a different way. They weren't engaged in physical servitude, but they were engaged in a different kind of work. What kind of work were they engaged in? The work of Limit al So while some were working with cement and bricks, uh, others were, no, was involved in learning halacha. They were in the base medrash. That was their fulfillment of the Xavier of the Brisbane Absarim. So, so it could be that that's why learning halacha is learning Torah is itself re-experiencing Yetzirah Mitzrayim, not in the shoes of the other Shvatim, who were actually physically enslaved, but rather in the shoes, perhaps this time, of Sheva Levi. What do you see it then? Was the uh, yeah, okay. That's interesting. Interesting. Okay, very good. Baron, always helpful. Anyway, so maybe it could be that if that's what Sipi Yetzirah Mitzrayim is about, then maybe we understand, maybe, that that's why the Ramam counted Sipi Yetzirah Mitzrayim. He didn't count Zechiris Yetzirah Mitzrayim. Well, it's a lovely. If no one's going to talk anymore about the Nisim of Yetzirah Mitzrayim because it's going to be overshadowed by the Gula Sida, then why do we have, and therefore there'll be no longer a mitzvah of Zechiris Yetzirah Mitzrayim, why will there be a mitzvah of Sipi Yetzirah Mitzrayim? If it's going to be overshadowed by the Nisim of the Gula Sida, we're not talking about it on a daily basis. Why are we even talking about it on the night of the Seder? So it could be the answer is, and that's why there's a mitzvah, uh, even Limosim Mashiach of Sipri Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, that's not a mitzvah to remember something that happened. That could be overshadowed by other memories. This is a mitzvah to re-experience Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, and that will certainly exist, even less in love. It could be that the Rambam actually felt that Zechiris Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is not actually a different mitzvah than Sipri Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. Perhaps it really 
two parts of a larger mitzvah, which is to remember or our experience of Sipur Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, or our experience of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim ourselves on the night of the Seder the whole year long. If you look in the Sefer Mitzvah of the Rambam, back in Ois Gimel, the Rambam in his discussion of Sipur Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim includes a reference to Zechir Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, the same problem we had with Haggadah that brings up the Mishnah of Zechir Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim in the midst of his discussion of Sipur Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. But the Rambam does the same thing. The Rambam um, in Ois Gimel, in the middle, cites the Pasuk, of uh, Oman Tizkar, Siyam Tzeis Kameyar Mitzrayim. Where is it? Yeah, Vayomer Moshe, Oam Zohar, Siyam Azer, Shei Yitzhasami Mitzrayim. So in the middle of his discussion, Sibri Tzitz Mitzrayim, he brings up a passage having to do with Zechir Tzitz Mitzrayim. Why is the Rambam mixing, mixing the Psukim back and forth? So it could be, for the Rambam, the mitzvah of Zechir Tzitz Mitzrayim is not an independent mitzvah, and that's why he didn't count it separately in the Minyan HaMitzvahs. What it is is, Every day we remind ourselves of our own experience that we had on the night of the Seder of leaving Mitzrayim. We're not reminding ourselves of the uh, Yitzhiyah that happened generations ago. We're reminding ourselves of our experience at the night of the Seder. And therefore the Ram doesn't count it independently because it's not an independent mitzvah. It really comes together with Sipur Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. Okay, so we understand uh, many differences between Sipur Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, Zechiris Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, Zechiris, to remind ourselves of the Yitzhiyah. Sipur is to re-experience it uh, ourselves, and therefore you have all of these differences. The Prima Gaudin brings up a six. I hate lists with numbers and things, but I think they all drive at one theme. Over here, the Prima Gaudin brings up another difference between Zechiris Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim on a daily basis and Sipur Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, and that is Zechiris Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim you can fulfill mentally by thinking about it. Sipur Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim has to be verbalized. That's really the first thing that we said, no? No, it has to be ver- Reb Chaim was talking about you can't do it yourself, it has to be uh, to other people. So I guess included in that would be, it, it, it could be, it could be it's included within it, but this distinction between thinking about something versus verbalizing it is a little bit more technical. So the Prima Gautam is suggesting Zechira is something I could do in my mind. Sipor is something that has to be articulated. You have to say over to your son as opposed to you should remember, so one actually has to be articulated. There are those that disagree with the Prima Gaudim and argue, no, that, that, um, that even um, um, the whole year long has to be articulated. You can't fulfill it by just thinking about it. If you look back at all his base and that Mishnah having to do with Zechir Sitzis Mitzrayim, the Rashash quotes in the name of the Toysis Yontif, which is the commentary on the Mishnayas, that asks or questions the language of the Mishnah. Maskirin, the first word is Maskirin Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim Valelos. Now, Maskirin really means we mention, we mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim at night. So I asked the Tosis Yantif, why doesn't it say Zeichrin? We remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim at night. What is mentioning? So the Tosis Yantif asked, well, what's the difference between mentioning and remembering? Remembering is something you could do in your thoughts. Mentioning is something you have to do verbally. So he quotes there from the Shagasai and other Achreinim that argue, you see from the language of the Mishnah that Zechir Sitzis Mitzrayim itself on a daily basis cannot be fulfilled mentally. It has to be maskirin. It has to be mentioned verbally as well. So it could be Zechir Sitzis Mitzrayim also has to be mentioned verbally, but there is no dispute. No one argues that Sipri Yitzis Mitzrayim has to be expressed verbally. You cannot read the words of the Haggadah and be Yitzay without saying the words. You must say the words of the Haggadah. Now, you'll say, well, do I have to say the whole Haggadah? 
there are, one could argue that certain points in the Haggadah are more crucial, are more central than others. Rabbi Gamliel had his three things. If you didn't say these three things on yesterday, the Rambam, um, yeshiva guys like to emphasize, the Rambam actually writes that the main part of the Haggadah is the Jeroshois of the Psukim, and who, the most the part which most people you know, run through. But the Rambam actually writes, that's the main part of the Haggadah, in the Jeroshois of the Psukim, Hareza Meshubach, then one is praiseworthy. So one could argue back and forth what is the most crucial and central part of the uh, Haggadah. But either way, the Haggadah is, and we can talk about the evolution of the Haggadah and who wrote the Haggadah, it doesn't matter. It's all academic. In the end of the day, the official text that we have of how to fulfill Sipur Yetzirah Mitzrayim, the roadmap for doing so, is the text of the Haggadah. We could talk about it from here to the cows come home, but that is the official text. So if one wants to fulfill Sipur Yetzirah Mitzrayim, Properly, he should say all of the words of the Haggadah out loud. It has to be verbalized. It's not good enough just to read it and to think about it, to internalize the messages. You have to say the words. That's what Prima Gadim says. It's one of the differences between Sipriyatis and Sarim Zahir. Why can't you say Oh. So can you hear it from somebody else? Can you hear it from somebody else? So <coughs> there's a discussion regarding Birchas Koenim. In the Sefer, Reish's Bikurim. Reish's Bikurim was... Safer by Rabbi Tzal of Vilna, one of the editors of the Vilna Shas, together with his brother of Shleim of Vilna, who wrote the Cheshek Shleim in the back of the Gemara. So he writes in his Sefer Rashi's Bikur, when he visited Trieste in Italy, he saw a practice that he never saw before, which was there was one kind that was dochening, every all the other kaihanim were not, they were up there, but they weren't saying the words. He presumed they were being yaiti with Shemea Kaina. One kind was saying it, the others were listening and being yaiti with him. So the um, Nitziv in the Tshuva brings a riot that this you know, proves that this practice is acceptable. Uh, why? Because the Gemara talks about over here, Mesechtas Megillah, that Hamaftir Benavi, the person who gets uh, the last Aliyah, was kind of like, uh, you know, uh, felt slighted. So in order to console him, we gave him other, you know, uh, on, honors. We gave him other, other prizes. So what do we do? We said, um, after Benavi gets to Davin Mar, uh, Davin Musaf. He's And then the Gemara says to himself, he's also Naisei's Kapov. He duchens. What? He duchens? If he's a Kain, he's going to duchen anyway. What are we giving him? If he's not a Kain, he doesn't get to duchen just because he got... Just because he got maftir. So Nesiv says that what it means is, they were all, all Kohan went up to Dukhan, but only one said the Birchus Kainim, the rest were Yezus Shemei Kainim. So if he got maftir, he would be the Kain that would Dukhan that Shabbos. And the rest would be Yezus Shemei Kainim by listening to him. Or there's another Gemara Mesech, this Megillah, the Rebbe Oza ben Shamua, they asked him at the end of his life, and he says, I never Dukhan without a Bracha. You never dochened without a bracha, so you made a bracha on your mitzvahs. What, what, what's the Bameharach the Yom, the great Midas Chasidus, which he was Zaycha to Arikos Yom to a long life? So the Nitzvah again explains what it means is he was never yaitzi with somebody else, he always did it himself. He was the one who said the words, and everyone else was yaitzi with Shemei Kaina by hearing him. The Beis Halevi, though, let me turn the page, the Beis Halevi, in his comments at the end of the Sefer on Chumash, quotes this practice and he disagrees with it. And he feels that Shemei Kaina cannot apply, cannot extend. To Birchas uh, Kainim. Why not? Because there's a requirement with regards to Birchas Kainim. I'm sorry if you're flipping back, but if you look at Ois Yud on the, free, the first side of the page, the Gemara comments in the Pasuk and Parshish Nasa having to do with Birchas Kainim. Kaisavarko is B'nai Yisrael, and the Pasuk concludes, Amar Lahem, saying to them. So the Kaihanim have to say Birchas Kainim in a loud enough voice 
that the other people can hear them, the audience can hear them. It has to be Bekol Rom. So, some Kohanim exaggerate this and scream Birchus Kainim. That's where it comes from. It comes from a halacha, it has to be Bekol Rom, that the people, even in the back of the shul, have to be able to hear you. Have to be able to hear you. And more lahem, they have to hear you. So the Beis HaLevi argued, even though there is a concept known as Shemei HaKoyinah, I could be Yoytze with your recitation of Kiddush, I could be Yoytze with your Kriyas Megillah, that does not extend to Birchus Kainim. Because in Birchas Kainim, there's a requirement of kol rum, of kol rum, that the people hear your voice in the back of the room. And therefore, you know, Shomei Kainim cannot extend to that dynamic. Why? Why? It works by Megillah. It works by Kiddush. Why should it not work by Birchas Kainim just because it has this special halacha of kol rum? So over here in the Brisker Haggadah, Oisir Gimel, they explain, and it's many explain like this, that this is what the Beis HaLevi meant. What the Beis HaLevi meant to say was that Birchas Kainim demands a relationship between the Kohanim and the audience, and the people who are listening to them. That's why the Gemara says, they have to be Panim Keneged Panim. Sometimes people get carried away putting the towels over their head for Birchas Kainim. We have a custom to put the towels over the hands of the Kohanim. People put the, some people put the towels over their own head in order so that they shouldn't look at the hands of the Kohanim as they to the Beis HaMikdash where the Shechina rested on the hands of the Kohanim. Um, but some people get carried away and they go like this and they face down. You're not supposed to do, or some people get really, and they turn away. That, you're absolutely not supposed to do that. The Gemara says over here in Saito, that Emor Lahem, because the Marcus B'nai Yisrael say to them, it has to be a conversation over here between two individuals. It has to be a relationship. Um, therefore, they have to be facing each other. Everyone should be turning. You can be on the side, but you have to face the Kohanim, and the Kohanim have to say it loud enough that, that the audience can hear them. But it's, a ma- it's, a, it's about establishing a relationship. So even though there is a concept of Shemei Kohanim, that I could be Yoyti with someone else's recitation of Kiddush or Kriya Samigila, and maybe it's even as if I said it myself, it can't establish a relationship between two silent parties. Shemei Kohanim cannot establish a conversation. That was the argument of the Beis HaLevi against applying Shemei Kohenet to Birchus Kohenet. One could, in theory, have carried that over perhaps to, um, perhaps to Sipri uh, Yetzias um, Mitzrayim as well. Why? Because the Rambam, look back at Oiz Gimel, the Rambam cites in Mechilta. Mechilta says in the context of, uh, regarding the midst of Sipri Yetzias Mitzrayim, that the Pasuk says, one Pasuk says, Ki bincha Of course, Sipi Yitzhak appears four times in the Chumash, because I'll interpret it that that's referring to four different sons who we have to address differently, and that's why the Mitzvah appears four times. So in one of the instances where Sipi Yitzhak appears in the Chumash, the Pasuk says, Ki bincha When your son will ask you tomorrow, saying. So the Mechilka says, uh, over there on the second line of Ois Gimel, I might have thought, uh, if he asks you, you have to tell him. If he doesn't ask you, there's no mitzvah to tell him. Maybe it's only if there's a son. If there's someone else there, then there's a mitzvah of Mitzrayim. If there's no one else there, maybe there's no mitzvah at all. Then the Mechilta concludes, no, you should tell your son the son didn't even ask. Uh, we see there's a mitzvah of even if no one asks, and even if no one's listening, a person is by themselves on Pesach, you still have a mitzvah of But that Mechilta had a havamina. The Mechilta had a passing thought it could be if no one else is there and no one asks you, there's no mitzvah to tell the story of CP Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Meaning, you have to have uh, an interlocutor. You have to have someone who asks in order to have a response. If there's no interlocutor, there's no one who's asking you, there's no mitzvah of CP Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Huh? There's mitzvah, you're not, so you can't be mechaimah. can't be mechaimah. Or it doesn't exist, but it can't be fulfilled. The circumstances prevent you from doing so. So then the mechilta says, no, backtracks. 
No, there is a mitzvah, even if you're by yourself and no one asks you because he got it to go bincha. What did the mechilta mean when it backtracked? Did it backtrack from that fundamental assumption? Or maybe it changed direction. So the minchas suggests, over here, Ois Yadawad, that what the mechilta was doing was not backtracking. The mechilta sticking to its guns. If there's no one there and no one asks you, there is no Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It demands a conversation between two parties. What do you fulfill if you're by yourself and no one asks you? You fulfill the standard mitzvah that applies all year long that we fulfill in the third parish of Kriyashma. Says the Chasim over here, Yudawid, Vikan ha mitzvah was happy with no, im ain, imay acher, if no one's with you, ha mitzvah lahaski ba'asmu shovel the shalomelis. The mitzvah to remind, you know, remember it by yourself is that the Chirisitis Mitzrayim of every night of the entire year. Sipor, you cannot have without someone who's questioning you, without someone who's listening to you. If that's the case, the Sipor Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim demands a conversation with give and take, one could have made the argument, and there is one of the Achrayim, the Shevach Pesach, not a household name, for Tzvi Pesach Pank, or Tzvi Pesach Frank, cites it in the Har Tzvi, in his discussion, who argues maybe Shemeya Ka'ina. Me listening to somebody else should not, you know, being yoti with his recitation does not apply to CPUTS Mitzrayim because that demands a conversation between two individuals. And Shemea Ka'ina can make it as if I said certain words that I'm obligated to say, like Kiddush or Kriya Samekil, but it cannot establish a dynamic of a conversation. Like the Beis HaLevi argued by Birchaz Kainim, the same should extend to CPUTS Mitzrayim. You cannot be yoti with someone else's recitation. But, but if it's a conversation, why don't you say like, the father has a chiv to listen, the son should be back, given back and forth. The son try, no, we, no. we have that, we have no, that. No, no, so the main parts, the father, the, 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 the balabai should be saying to everyone, they should come in with the questions. We do have questions, questions in there, no, understand. understand. We all say everything. We all say everything, but we really say the questions and the answers. Though. Ah, 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 yeah, yeah. You're saying the fact that it's a conversation, should be that you can be yours with Shemaya Kaina. Conversation. Everyone has their part. Like the parts that Chazan says, parts that. Like the Piyutim on Yom Neroy. Yeah, well, you say this and we say that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. If you use a child's and don't say the whole seaport, you still be Yotzeh. Now, I don't want to do that. I don't want to play that game of what parts can we strip out and still be Yotzeh. How do I know? This is the official text. I don't want to play that game with the sitter. What can we strip out and still be this is the official text. You should be saying all the words. All Otherwise, the words. So there is a raya, though, huh? When you learn from Ram Gamliel, they were saying, Hilcha Sepesach Kalalayla. He says, the without argument, this, you're not Yoytze. The argument could be made that he wasn't using Haggadah. He was struggling a luck all night. If he was saying the Haggadah, then he was being Yoytze. It's a beautiful shikol Torah to say over at your Seder. But all I'm saying is, <laughs> I, I'm not <laughs> here. I'm not, I'm not going to become the editor of the Haggadah and say, this, the Rambam Meister Drushes of the Psukim is the most important thing. So, uh, and, and, and there's so many messages and themes that are contained in different lines of the Haggadah and every single thing is, as evidenced by so many Haggadahs that have so many different Torah on every single aspect of it that I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not willing to give up on any part of it and neither should anybody else. But there's a, there's a riot from the Gemara. There's a riot from the Gemara over here, Ois Tezvav, that, that you can be Yoyce with Shemei Koina. It's a beautiful argument that Shevach Pesach has. It's a wonderful thing for a Shia Sunday morning, but it's, it, it, the Gemara seems to imply otherwise. The Gemara says over here, a discussion whether or not um, a Suma, a blind man, is Chai Vimitzvah and not Chai Vimitzvah. So, Amr of Achabar Yaakov, Suma, Patami Loi Maragoda. A Suma is not obligated to say the Agoda. However, why? Because it's connected to Ben Sayer Umaira, and Ben Sayer Umaira doesn't apply if it's blind, so there's a similar connection. The Gemara draws a you know, similarity between the Psukim. But then the Gemara brings a proof that a Suma is obligated. In, re- in reciting that Gadavah, Amar Merema Shaltinu Rabban and the Bey Rabbi Yosef over here in the second line of Oyster Zvav, 
Manda Amar Agarta Bey Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef was blind, as we all know. So the Gemara asks, who said the Haggadah in the house of Rav Yosef? So Amru, Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef was the only one who said it. Manda Amar Agarta Bey Rav Sheshes. Who said the Haggadah in the house of Rav Sheshes? Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes was also blind. So if Rav Sheshes and Rav Yosef were being mighty, everybody else in their house, with the recitation of the Haggadah, it must be they themselves are Chayiv in the Haggadah. Because if they weren't Chayiv, you can't be mercy other people with your recitation. If you are not chayiv, I can't be mozi you. How often we know from Kiddush and other circumstances, and other mitzvahs, you want to be mozi other people? So the Gemara brings a proof. Well, he must have been chayiv in the Haggadah if he was mozi others in the Haggadah. That's wonderful. However, what you see from the Gemara, the Achim Achim, what you see is you can be mighty other people in reading the Haggadah. So the Meiri brings a proof from here that Shemei Kalina is operative. It works, even though there's a good argument to say that it doesn't work. There's a, it seems more correct that Shemei Kalina can actually apply to the recitation of the Haggadah. This was the practice in the home of the Vilna Gain. If you read the Maiserav carefully, which records the practice of the Gain in the house of the Gain, only the Gain said the Haggadah. Everybody else listened. Like the Gemara talks about over here in the house of Rabbi Yosef in the house of Rav Sheshis. So Shemei Kaina does apply to the recitation of the Haggadah, but the Gemara here does also tell us the other party who's reciting it has to be Chayiv. If Rav Yosef and Rav Sheshis were not Chayiv to the same degree as those who were listening, they wouldn't have been able to be Moitzi them. So, so too, if one wants to be Yosef and by listening to somebody else, that's acceptable if the other party is Chayiv in reciting the Haggadah as well, in the midst of Sipa Yitzis Mitzrayim. So the question becomes, is everyone around the table, men, women, and children, are we all obligated in the midst of Sipa Yitzis Mitzrayim to the same degree? One might have argued that women are exempt from the mitzvah of Sipa Yitzis Mitzrayim. The Sefer Achinuch actually writes over here, Oizchav, women are Chayiv in Sipa Yitzis Mitzrayim. It says explicitly, the women, no Heges, Buzachar, Vinakevas, Bechol, Malkum, Bechol's man. Women are obligated in CPU CS Mitzrayim. The Minchaschinoch is incredulous. Minchaschinoch jumps up and down. Why should women be chayv in CPU CS Mitzrayim? It is a mitzvah asay shazman grama. It's like a classical time bound mitzvah. Women should have been exempt. Now, it could be, the Sefer Achinoch felt, women should be obligated in CPU CS Mitzrayim because many of the mitzvahs of the night of the Seder are included as well by virtue of different arguments. So let's say, Dawud Kaisis, women are obligated in Dawud Kaisis. Look so back at the Gemara, Ois Zion. Women are chabagat in dialogue crisis because afin hayu ba'isoanes. Women were also included. Perhaps they were, you know, catalysts of the etzias mitzrayim. Oh, so so women are obligated in dialogue crisis because they were also included in the miracle. So, so, so maybe other mitzvahs of the night of the seder we should also include them because afin hayu ba'isoanes. So that. That's perhaps where the Sefer Achinoch is coming from, but that might not, first of all, the Gemara doesn't say it, but we understand where he's coming from, but that might not serve to obligate women midoraisa in Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It might only be midorabonon, like Dawid Kaisis, which itself is only a mitzvah midorabonon. Taisis in Mesechthus Psachim asks, and Taisis is bothered with this throughout Shas, how come by some mitzvahs we say afin hoibosanes and other mitzvahs we don't? How come by sukkah women are exempt? Why don't we say women are obligated because of Afein Hayu Ba'isa'anes? So Taisus himself responds, because Afein Hayu Ba'isa'anes only applies to a mitzvah that is the Rabbanon. Megillah, Chanukalicht, the Rabbanons. Dawud Kaisis, the Rabbanon. So then by a mitzvah, that's the Rabbanon, we apply Afein Hayu Ba'isa'anes. If the mitzvah would be the Raisa, then there is no Afein Hayu Ba'isa'anes. So Sipi Yitzis Mitzrayim, Afin Hayu Bo Yisanez would not be applicable. Taisus and Megillah asked a similar question. 
Why do we need a special drasha to tell us that women are obligated to eat matzah the night of the Seder? Because it's connected to chametz, whoever is included in the Easter of chametz is included in the mitzvah of matzah, because the two are mentioned in the same pasuk. Say women, women are included in matzah, because they were included in the miracle of, of Pesach. Just like Dawud Kaisa. So Taisa says, no, because Afin Hoibos is a principle midrabanon. It doesn't, it's not a principle midraisa. Meaning maybe it even applies to mitzvahs that are deraisa, but it will only serve to obligate you on a level of derabanon, not on a level of deraisa. And we wanted women to be obligated to matzah midraisa. So we cited the fact that it's mentioned in the same pasuk as chametz, and if they're obligated in chametz, they're included in matzah. Afin Hoibos would only get you halfway there, it would only get you a chiv midrabanon. Then Tyson cites another opinion that's for a different reason. That may, it's because we may talk, women are potter from sukkah, so maybe they're potter from matzah, but maybe Avin Haribos and can actually establish an obligation to perform a mitzvah, midday raisa, even by a biblical mitzvah, even by a mitzvah, midday raisa. So we're, 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 there are many different views over here within the Rishonim. Whether or not Afin Hobosanes can get you to the same, get the woman to the same level of obligation together with the men. So even though women might be obligated on some level, as the Sefer Achinos told us, it's highly questionable whether or not they're obligated to the same uh, intensity that uh, men are obligated in the Tzipri And therefore, um, many argue, Birke Yosef talks about it, Rabbi Yosef writes in his Chuvis, that one should not be Yotze uh, listening to that other by hearing it from a woman. Why? Women are probably, at least according to Sefer Chinuch, Chayv and Tzipi Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, they should say the text of the Haggadah, but they might only be Chayv Midra Banan, and therefore it's proper not to rely on the recitation of a woman in order to be Yitzhiyas your Mitzvah Tzipi Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Ravadi Yosef says, if a person does it, we don't have to make a macha against it, but ideally speaking, that's not the way a person should fulfill the Mitzvah Tzipi Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. A person should be careful to hear it from uh, someone else, who's a bar chiyuva, who themselves is obligated to midday rights, another man, or say it themselves. I recommend people say all the words of the Haggadah themselves. It's less orderly than sometimes, you know, a Seder, where, you know, there's one person who's in charge. It's much nicer when everyone says Haggadah together, with the niggin, and whatever it is. That way, there's no one get involved in the politics of, I can't be yoyed with you, I'm not yoyed with you. It's much better, everyone says, it's not as orderly, it's a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more... Uh, Disorganized, but at the same time, uh, that way you avoid you avoid all these issues, and it's nicer. The family should have a niggin to say it. Uh, not, not you should not be yoyte with anybody else, and you should be careful to say every word yourself. Be careful to say every word yourself. What about the children? What about the manashtana? What about the children? So, can you be yoyte with hearing it from a child? It certainly, should seem that you cannot. But over here, right? Because they're not certainly in the same degree as us. Only chayv mitam chinuch. However, over here, the Gemara talks about himself Sachim. Um, the Gemara asks, why did we remove the tables? Today we don't have the process anymore of removing the tables. It doesn't apply to our situations. Already in the times of the Shulchan Aruch, they talked about not removing the tables anymore. Um, but the Gemara asks, why do we have the practice of removing the table, bringing back the table? We fulfill this, you know, kind of with covering the, the, the matzahs and uncovering the matzahs. So why do we do this? In order to arouse the children to ask questions. So one time, Abai Haviyasek made the Rabba. Abai grew up in the house of Rabba. The end of the first line, Ois Chafalef. Chazuz Kamali Takamikame. They were removing his plate from before him. We haven't started eating already. You're taking away my plate. Like those restaurants, right? They remove the plate. I'm not even eating yet. You're removing my plate. So Amalei Rabba, very good. He says, Now we don't have to say the Manashtana because you asked the question. You asked the question. What do you mean we don't have to say Manashtana because you guys are going to be yaitzah the Manashtana by hearing it from a child? No one's saying the Manashtana at all. So Tyson says over here, no. What it means is that this prompted the child to ask, 
And then the child went on to ask the Manishtana. But who asked the Manishtana? The child. The child. And he was saying, and you were, you know, it was good enough that you just asked. Some Rishonim say it was good enough you asked one question. We don't have to say the Manishtana. Have to say the <laughs> but over here, the Tosa says, no, the child asked the Manishtana, but it sounds like we're being yoyzi with the reading of the child. And the Ramah quotes this. The Ramah says, When anybody at the Seder asked, regardless of their level of obligation, the midst of CP and Tzis Mitzrayim, no one has to say after them, We can just start with Avadim You know, they don't have to say the Manishtana themselves. How could I be yoyzi with the reading of a child or someone who's not necessarily obligated to the same degree as the man? So I think the answer is that at least according to Taisus and the Ramah, the Ab- Manashtana is not part of the Agadah. Manashtana is setting the tone that the Mitzvah CPTS Mitzvah has to be fulfilled in the context of a conversation of question-answer. So Manashtana, that's why some Rishonim held, you don't even have to say the Manashtana. The kid asks why you're moving the table. Ah, you ask the question. Question-answer, that dynamic has been established. Now we don't even have to say the Manashtana. It's not a critical part of the Haggadah. And that's why we could be yoytze with the child. We're not being yoytze with the child. You don't have to say these words. It's not part of the official text of the story. It's just laying the ground, you know, the foundation. However, in the Briska Haggadah, they make a big deal about the fact that the Rambam over here, Oish of Gimel, um, writes that after the child asked the Manashtana or asked his question, Oimer Hakoire Manashtana, then the Baal HaSeder, the one who's running the Seder, repeats the Manashtana. So it sounds like for the Rambam, Manashtana is itself, he disagrees with the Gemara, but Manashtana is itself part of the formal text of the Agatha. That's why many have the custom after the children ask the Manashtana, the entire Olam at the Seder says the Manashtana themselves, that's to be cheshish for the sheet of the Rambam, the Manashtana is itself part of, of the Haggadah. So at no point should one be yoy to the midst of reading the Haggadah by hearing it from someone else. I think it's ideal. You avoid all of these issues and pitfalls of well, you're you're not chayim. Much better. Everyone should lay in the Haggadah themselves, say it out loud, develop a big in the family, you know, mid like that, and be out to the CPC's in that fashion. Yeah. <laughs>